It's us. Hi. We're the podcasters. It's us. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Sam. We're the Sibs. And you're listening to Swift and Swigs with Sibs. That's right. This is the podcast where a brother and a sister discuss two of their favorite things, Taylor Swift and cocktails. Every episode, we will choose a song from Taylor Swift's 200-plus song catalog. We'll each pair a cocktail with that song, and then we will break down our favorite musical mixology moments. Hey, Sam, are we ready for it? I think we are. Hello, Sam and Swiggies. Welcome to another episode of Swift and Swigs with Sibs. I am Rachel, and I'm here with Sam Fresh off of Vegas. Or are you fresh, Sam? Yeah, I would not call this fresh by any means. Uh, you look glowing. Um, <laughs> in I'm, that, like, I'm, Virgo glow. Yep, that's that's me. I, uh, I survived Las Vegas. I survived no i thrived at the beyonce concert um gosh i mean i this podcast isn't the platform for me to to tell you everything that i did in las vegas because i'm pretty sure what they say happens in vegas stays there but but can you give me a little bit i mean yeah the the concert was like so phenomenal that the like it was just a constant dance party the entire time I, I could not help but compare Beyonce's Renaissance tour to Taylor Swift's Eras tour like the entire time. Sure. And there are some great comparisons that I would just like to make. The Renaissance tour starts with, I guess Beyonce calls them her ballads. So think about like the lover set of the Eras tour. That was occupied by just the slow love ballads. So it was interesting that Beyonce started her show with these like slow love ballads. It was almost like she wanted to get those out of the way so that the rest of the show could just be a nonstop dance party. And okay. that's exactly what it was. In the Eras tour, there's like highs and lows in terms of like sure. beat and movement and energy. Um, so, but Renaissance tour was just those slow songs at first and then constant dance party it was so much fun and no i didn't know like every song i didn't know all the words but it it's beyonce she puts on a show she knows how to perform that woman can sing like nobody else can sing she can dance uh the the production like the massive screen behind her was the most technologically advanced piece of art i've ever witnessed in person it was constantly visually stimulating and just so much fun um but my friends and i were like the only ones in our section that were actually standing up and dancing what yeah (gasps) super strange vegas i don't is it does Vegas bring like you know how people like talked about LA got a crowd for Eras tour that ended up that is might have been more like C and B scene than true Swifties? 
Like, is Vegas just a place like, oh, let's go to a Beyonce concert in That's Vegas. exactly my thought. I wondered if, like, Vegas, the, the people that come to Vegas are used to shows. They, like, see they a lot of performances. And they just go to a yeah. show whether they are into it or not. That's That was yeah. my thinking. Now, obviously, yeah. like, there were plenty of Beyonce stands. There were, there were people dancing in general, but not really in our section at all. We were the only ones huh. in our entire row that was standing and dancing and uh so we i mean we made the absolute most of it and it was so much fun it was my first time in las vegas and it might be my last time in las vegas but i just had the best time and i love it i'm so excited i got to experience the two most iconic tours of the summer of the year maybe of the decade i don't know um I, i i feel so fortunate and i it's just been such a fun and i'm not done going to concerts this summer i'll fill you in next? in a couple of weeks i'm going to see oh, okay. my favorite band from high school death cap for cutie oh yeah um they're doing uh they're doing a tour right now too so that's that's in a few weeks but yeah now that taylor and beyonce are under my belt i feel like i can just like take a breath and just kind of relax and coast into this late summer fall season that that we're into right now but it was such a good time i i'm i'm still Feeling the Vegas. I literally got back last night. So, wow. yeah, I've still got Vegas in my blood. Um, I thought I saw some glitter on your face after the party. Oh, my gosh. The <laughs> outfit. I don't think I fully sent you photographs. No, I, I, I need to see full, like, regalia. Descri- describe it to our listeners sure, sure. what you were wearing. So, I went shopping at the thrift store for my outfit. And let's just say every item that I purchased came from the women's section of the thrift store, um, including this like button up tank top blouse situation, which I spray painted a metallic silver color. And That's then, how you got that color? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, spray part. And then I attached like these rhinestone jewels to them on the shoulders and on the collar and then on the back a little bit. Then I also added these like really puffy, frilly, uh, kind of bushy looking silver threads. Bushy? Truly bushy. It it was giving bushy on my uh, <laughs> breast pockets of the shirt. And it was just like a fun thing that my friend had lying around. I think he uses as, them. As you do. He uses them to tie fly fishing t- flies. And, oh my god! Because they're like you sparkly. Th- I don't. I don't know. You, but you you had you had fishing lures. I I, I had uh, I had the most random thing. ingredients on this shirt. Um, but then also I, I so I bought these jeans. They were like pretty skin tight jeans that I of course ripped off into jorts. Yes. You and um, and then I Did you I need- metallicize those too? Did you like spray paint? So, so uh, uh, one of the friends in our group brought these like astro pants basically these metallic silver pants that I didn't want to wear because it was 105 degrees. Um, is this an outdoor concert? I can't remember. Well it's in Allegiant Stadium which is a covered roof stadium. Oh, okay. um, but it was still hot. Um, yeah. But I, I tied those pants around my waist as if it was like a flannel shirt. Um, and they 
they were making fun of me the whole time, but I was feeling the energy. Um, and then right before the concert, I needed a hat. So I ran across the street from where we were staying. There was a Walgreens. And sure enough, I was looking for like a cowboy hat. Just fingers crossed that Walgreens in Las Vegas sells a cowboy hat. Guess what? They do. And they it was sparkly and sequiny. And yes. so that was my that was my hat. And then I had these like incredible sunglasses to, to wear it all, to put it all together. I will show you pics, Rachel and everybody else listening, because it was truly an iconic look. But everybody at that show, whether they were standing or sitting, definitely brought the 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 outfits. It was oh fun, so, fun, fun, so so good. Yeah, that that was my last few days since I've since I've seen you, and uh, I'm a changed man, and I will never wear that outfit ever again. Um, but I I will. Keep it in my memories, for sure. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, from one epic concert to a next, I think we need to touch on, I mean, an actual end of an era for a few more months, or at least two. The final stop on the North America tour? What do we call Mexico City happened. Yeah, Mexico City definitely happened. And that wasn't like technically part of the U.S. tour, but it's very separated from the big break until November. So it feels like it's still kind of part of... Wait, I thought she was performing in Buenos Aires this weekend in Brazil, like right after that. No, not till November. Really? Oh, so this is a break. This is the official break. Gotcha. Okay. However many weeks. So I loved the footage of the Mexico City uh, tour because it it was just different than what we've been seeing this whole time. That the the stadium just doesn't look like what we've been used to. Yeah. And uh, you know, and the fans were so cute. Like they're like beautiful accents singing her lyrics was just was just fantastic um taylor swift finally performed the one song i've been waiting for oh my i mean she brought the surprise songs i thought la was epic la was absolutely epic she repeated a lot of like big favorites well we now have dropped a like a one that everyone's been asking for hello cornelia street Yes, it was Cornelia Street. I, I don't know like what was going through Taylor's brain with deciding. It just seemed kind of random. I mean, she performed You're On Your Own Kid for the third time, and yeah. she performed Maroon for the third time. Yeah. And then I mean, Cornelia there were people Street trying to time. come up with some theories because there's like a sequence to how she played those. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you've got any theories, the please send them our way. I, I don't have an actual confirmed theory for that one. Okay. But uh, I knew people were trying to sleuth it. Sleuth. The, the sleuther's gonna sleuth. Uh, they, um, oh, man. So you're yeah. right. We have, um, yeah, two, two and a half months of a, of a break. And in that time, we're receiving one of Taylor's most favorite albums. Yes. So I'm I'm hoping there's some fun buzz that happens, or is yeah. she just gonna go take a long nap because she deserved it? <laughs> it's this Taylor Swift. She doesn't sleep. No, she she doesn't. doesn't like take a break. She's but gonna make I, a new album in the next two months. I could see that happening. Yes, um, I could. Eat. I could too. She could be working on some sort of like behind the scenes documentary. She could be working on a movie. 
Um, uh, uh, she uh, could be uh, like having a big rollout for 1989 Taylor's version because we didn't really get to speak now Taylor's version like yeah. huge rollout. It just sort of like fell into our laps and then it was over. So maybe for 1989 she's planning like a press tour. Who knows? Um, Rachel, we've got to get this train moving. We got to get these paper airplanes flying. So. Why don't we, before we like really get into the song, talk about the new shit that we're listening to this week? Let's do. So you saw Beyonce last week. Sure I'm did. seeing Brandy Carlisle. You are tomorrow. Fun. Yes. Yay. I am so like talk about summer of concerts. Like if I could currently my favorite artists a span from Taylor Swift to Brandy Carlisle. I just they just like as far as who they represent and them as individuals and people as well as an incredible songwriter songwriters and then their stories themselves like mm. i have read that brandy carlisle's memoir stunning i listened to it again actually read it and then just recently listened to it because i heard that she reads it and then after every chapter she sings music in a raw form Cool. Like, by raw, I mean, like, you can hear her. She's just doing it in the recording studio where she's recording the book. You could hear her, like, picking up the guitar and kind of, like, getting situated. Like, it's very, they include that in there, which I just love. Like, I feel like I'm in the room with her just, like, messing around on the music. Fine. And it spans her whole career. And so you learn what these, like, inspiration for this music is. I just, I love inspiration of music. So. Mm. Do you have a favorite Brandy Carlisle song? Uh. There is a song called Your Mama is a Werewolf. Mama Werewolf is the name of, of the song. And I break down in tears every time I hear it because it is a definition of how I am as a mother, which describes the ways in which sometimes you can be very, like, without knowing it, very angry and frustrated and and uh, emotional with your kids. Like, and in what to me feels like being a werewolf like in a way that people may not recognize of me mm. that I can get very angry and frustrated motherhood has pulled that out of me if my good intentions go running wild if I cause you pain my own sweet child won't you promise me you'll be the one my silver bullet in the gun and it sings about like how um it's singing to their her daughter and reminding her daughter, like, please call me back in, like, be the silver bullet in my gun and be the one that stops me every single time I get there. And I think about that song. I've even talked to Caroline about it wow. because it feels like so much pressure to put on a child, but that's who she is and that's who I am and it helps me to talk about it. So that's one of my most yeah. favorite songs. That's on her most recent album. I do think Mama Werewolf might be on her set list, uh, so I am very excited. Oh, I'm excited for you, Rach. Congrats on uh, attending yet another concert. We're just the concert king and queen this summer, aren't we? Oh my we? gosh, yes, yes. Okay, what's what's new shit for you, Sam? All right, so because we are like in our 1989 era right now, I wanted to go back and listen to Ryan Adams' um, oh. cover of all of 1989. Uh. Yeah, how do you feel about it? Have you listened to it? <laughs> I love covers. I love covers. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, my opinion has been very tainted by 
every single album because they, they hate really it. hate it. They hate the way that he kind of got famous on the coattails of Taylor Swift and the way, like, mm-hmm. in kind of an owl city <laughs> sort of way. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, okay, I'm but, familiar with, like, the, the so, feelings so as well. So what but were your thoughts? I like Ryan Adams. I like his tones um, and his style. <laughs> um, it is very interesting. And I think there are some hits and there's some misses. I think the biggest miss is his cover of Style. It's like interesting, so loud and obnoxious, and it it is just like does not do that song justice by any means. But to counter that, I think the best cover is Out of the Woods. Oh, interesting. He has such a different emotion that he puts to that song. And Out of the Woods is sort of about emotion. And he brings just this different energy, this different emotion to the song that I, I, I'm i curious to know like what Taylor thinks. I'm sure she's listened to it. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's my favorite off the album. And Style is the absolute worst off the album, in my opinion. The rest of them are like, you know, it's... It's just interesting, but uh, I figured I, I wanted that to be my new shit. I wanted to go back and listen to that since we are covering. Let's just get right into this next Let's segment. Let's get here, right Rachel. into the Swift of the Week. This is episode 35. We now have more episodes than years. I am old. Oh. So we are moving along, and it has been a long time since we have done a track from this iconic album. But, Rachel, yeah. you chose this. a long this. time coming. Uh, tell us what we're doing and why you chose it. We are doing Out of the Woods. You know, I've been wanting to do this song ever since we did Style because they are such, to me, such an important pairing. They happen yeah. one right after the other. They are almost, it's like telling the same same story, but in a different feeling. Yes, and, yes. Um, when I first started doing my research on 1989, which was just a couple of years ago, and learning about it and learning about like the whole style of it, um, I agreed with Taylor Swift when she declared Out of the Woods as to be one of the most representative of the whole album as a whole. Because mm-hmm. I, I know everyone has an, a different idea about whether or not there actually is an 80s sound to the 1989 album. Yeah. yeah. I'm latching on to that, that it is, just because I think that that's unique. I think it's like, s- says something. And Out of the Woods just sounds like an epic rock song from the 80s that mm. I, like, like, it gives me that that vibe. In addition to that, it has such an incredible, and again, this is something that Taylor Swift said, which we mentioned before, I think, in Style, where she wanted the, all the songs on 1989 to sound the way she felt when she experienced it. And yeah. that this one is exactly yeah. how that feels. And I just think that adds to such a great conversation about anxiety and in a relationship and even 
beyond that. So yeah. even like the representation of how she was feeling in that era. So I'm just really excited to get into this one. Yeah, it it's it's going to be fun. Let's let's get into some cocktails in order to do that, Rachel. Let's swig it. Um, you like me to go first. Go first, Rach. What what are you swigging for out of the woods? I went so literal on this and I've been thinking about using this cocktail ever since we thought about this concept. All right. Yes. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite cocktails is called the paper plane. So yes, I made a paper plane. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. The the actual paper plane recipe is equal parts bourbon, apérol, amaro, and lemon juice. Um, now I I was thinking, you know. We're, we've been in the woods, and the woods are kind of smoky to me, and so I wanted to do a smoky flavor to this. I made it this. I made my paper plane with mezcal instead of bourbon. Oh, so, okay. So it's got this really interesting, like lingering smoke out of the woods feel that you're you feel like you're still in the woods when you're Love drinking that. this one. So now, do you have a fun garnish on there, Rach? Is that what I see? Yeah. You I make made a myself paper a little plane? paper airplane flying, flying, flying. Flew it right into your face. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. Well, cheers. Um, cheers. All right. So my cocktail is sort of all over the place. Um, I went with a lot of different ideas. And I'm calling it Screaming Color because yes. it's one of my favorite moments of the song. that's an amazing It is colorful it's very bright uh it's it's Ooh, like a mm-hmm. it's like a red pink situation orange situation um but the the inspiration uh, the main inspiration was i wanted uh, a cocktail where i drink it and like i almost can't take the heat it's so spicy yes. so i screaming yes yeah 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 so i went for a spicy cocktail um, the spicy comes from serrano peppers, just raw serrano peppers that I muddled up. And I'm a sensitive spice person, so I I put in enough that I I wouldn't be able to take the heat, but I still wanted to be able to drink it. I feel like anybody could drink this who has a higher spice tolerance and want more spice. But for me, it's just like I can almost not take it. But I also love the paper airplane lyric, and I also thought of paper plane, but I didn't want to do a little paper plane cocktail. So I just did splash a little Aperol in here. So that's kind of what the color is. Um, That's fun. It is a tequila cocktail because 1989, we've talked about this, like if Taylor had a type of spirit for every era, I feel like it would be tequila for 1989. So this has tequila and Aperol, and I went sort of like a Paloma route. So there's lime juice and grapefruit Mm. juice, and then, of course, muddled Serrano pepper. and uh, Oh, and just like a drop of some aromatic bitters just to give it a little, I don't know, bitter vibe. Um, So I'm going to call this Screaming Color. Okay, so Out of the Woods has a very specific spirit of the song so we're going to break down the spirit of the song we're going to do the musical mixology of the song and then we'll get into the taylor with the twist where we discuss the lyrics but rachel this is your song choice 
um, fill us in on what the spirit of Out of the Woods is. So as I mentioned already, I feel like this is like a song that is a very good pairing to style. It's almost like this is the anxiety that is felt um, in this relationship when this when the when the kind of fun settles down. So Taylor Swift described this as like song is like the feelings of anxiety that come from fragility and unbreakable nature of some relationships and that like you know that this might this relationship might be doomed from the beginning but you just keep pushing through we got a lot of those vibes in style but you in style it was like pushing through because it was fun and we're amazing and it's like hot and sexy and in this one they're like pushing through like we're gonna get through this right we're gonna get through this we're out of the woods right so you can feel the anxiety that comes from this but even most importantly in the end that this song um reminds us that like it's it's a look back it's a i remember or Mm -hmm. looking at it now Mm, yeah it's a reflecting on the anxiety that was in that relationship but it's still worth it in the end it was still good Mm, yeah which will come back around as we get into the lyrics so but that's just kind of what i think about that when i think about the the spirit of this song out of the woods yeah i i wanted to just point out that um before i really thought about the meaning of this song i always pictured when she's singing are we out of the woods yet are we in the clear yet um that was her talking about the the almost like the breakup or the the end of the relationship and that being tough and getting through the toughness of recovering from a relationship like this song connects a lot with style yeah like you said but i also get like the connection to clean where Mm -hmm. she's like coming clean and i think out of the woods and in the clear is is a metaphor for like leaving the heartbreak and and getting over somebody because but you know she did mention that for her that chorus is more about working through the hurdles of a relationship and then wanting to be good again um so i and maybe for her, the the this is a reflection of what the relationship was in that moment. But I'm also getting like post relationship vibes from this too, where she is looking back, and it was really tough to get over that, and she wants to like be over the the heartbreak of it all. She wants to be out of that woods, and she wants to be in the clear. So yeah, yeah the spirit could be both of those energies. Like it's pretty obvious that this song is about Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obvious because. That was a big era for a lot of these songs during the 1989 era. And I find that so fascinating. I've said it before, but like this was a very short relationship. It didn't last very long, but it had a big impact on her musical career because of the songs that came from it. But I also think from her, especially that line, she lost him, found herself, and somehow that was everything. Like I think she learned a lot from that relationship itself and herself in a relationship Mm -hmm. and how to move forward from that. Yeah. Yeah. Because the relationships that she had had prior to uh, Harry Styles, you know, we, we, she sang about um, in speak now and in, and in fearless um, and in red and those songs, those relationships were like really crushing for who she was. Like the heartbreak was really, awful like she was a very angry um and she felt betrayed by these men that she was dating 
But with Harry Styles, our impression is that he was like a an enjoyable boyfriend to have during that moment. It was just the circumstances that prevented them from really making this work because of who they were in their careers and because of the media. The thing I also love, I was listening to Out of the Woods on Spotify and then it played another, you know, it like plays another song for you. Mm-hmm. And the very next song when I was listening to it was Harry Styles' Keep Driving. <laughs> and oh. I loved this like idea of the pairing between those two songs because in my opinion, I am totally making this up, but I could be right. Harry Styles has this like, I get this impression that in a relationship, he was like the chill guy, like gonna be fine let's just keep driving like it's gonna be okay i'm gonna show up with no headlights on like like he just like gives me those vibes and she was like wait but what about this and what about this and what about this and so i thought it was really interesting to think about the ways in which their personalities reflect a relationship because i i I, i'm not gonna this is not a podcast about harry styles or keep driving but is it not though It could be. And anytime, <laughs> be. anytime we talk about Harry Styles, we typically linger on that topic for quite a while. Um, yeah. Well, okay. Drink, drink Harry Styles. Drink every time we talk about Harry Styles, which is going to be a lot so, in this in this discussion. Here we go. So that's yeah. I mean, not as much as style, probably, because it's the actual word. But that's the that's the spirit. So that's, of the song. to me. That's this. That's our spirit. Yeah. And you know, transitioning right into the music, I already hinted at it, but. I'm obsessed with the 80s synth to this whole song, particularly the very catchy Phil Collins slash Lion King drum beats. The drum beats is the best part of the song, in the in, in my opinion. Yes. And it's they're loud and they're very prominent and like it's giving me like King of My Heart yeah. drum beats and re- reputation. Yeah concert how does it remind you of the lion king i don't know <laughs> do, 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 do. i don't know it's just got like i feel like they were drunk like it's got I mean, african drums yeah and i was like kind of lying phil collins for sure uh that genesis yeah. phil collins song um which we've talked about before i think we talked about that song in silent <laughs> actually it's full circle I think that's, um no i think we talked about it or Lavender Haze. Lavender yeah. Haze, which is random. So random. But maybe Jack Antonoff, because Jack Antonoff is our common tr- yes. thread between those yes. two. So maybe he's just a big Phil Collins stan. him um okay so talking about the music <laughs> it was noted that the song taylor swift wrote to track so yeah. and, and she was for the this, first time yeah this was like a new experience for her which now that she's been working with jack antonoff and aaron Dessner, we know that this is way more common for her now where they write the music but she puts lyrics to that and i think yeah i guess this was the first time she ever did that so that's interesting that she can just like hear this song and she knows the emotion that that song needs to be about and so yeah that i mean you can hear that in the ways that she goes out of the woods yet are we out of the woods yet are we she's like really playing to that Mm -hmm. and that's a strength i think that she builds and builds and as her career goes yeah and gets stronger and stronger at 
writing lyrically to the track. I just think that's such an incredible strength. And what a great artistic, I don't know, creative exercise to do that. Yes, Taylor Swift is a very creative artist. <laughs> she I don't know if we've ever talked about that. But. We should do a podcast about that. <laughs> I, that so those are I, my music notes. I don't know if you have well, I mean, just a specific moment is one of my favorite parts is at the end of the first chorus, and she says in the clear yet good, you you almost want it to be like, oh, good, we're out of the clear, and you want to take a deep breath, yeah. and the beat accelerates then. And it gets, it like, it, it's actually, it actually reminds you, like, it's actually not good. Yeah. It's not yeah. good, Taylor, and Again, you're going to go right back at it. Adds to the anxiety of it all. Yeah, it's like just an attack of that. Um, okay, well, let's get into the lyrics oh of, of the song, Rachel. Taylor Swift with a twist. I, wait, wait. Can I just say one more thing? Oh, okay, go oh on. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I just want our Swiggies, if they have not listened to it, to go listen to the Grammy Museum performance. Yeah, yeah. It is a piano version of Out of the Woods, and it is... It is breathtaking. Yes. It is stunning. It is breathtaking. It is unique. And it gives like a different vibe because you're only getting the piano. You're getting less of the anxious vibes because it doesn't repeat out of the woods nearly as much. There's a pause. Yeah. And so it just gives a different meaning and almost to me like a years later after even writing it further. Yeah. Having more softened idea about the whole it is it is a great performance that whole like like talk performance that she did at the grammy academy museum whatever that was uh is iconic i love every single performance she did with that um it's a nice that's that's a nice little watch there yeah absolutely okay now can we talk about the lyrics now we can talk about the lyrics yes this is another one that's i mean i'd probably say this a lot but this the 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 lyrics to the song, I just want to sing them. I don't want to say them. Looking yeah. at it now. I just want to like, I just want to belt it. There's just like so many moments that you just, I, I think part of it too, the, there, there's fewer lyrics and they're slower, but the background music is fast. So it's like a, it's, there's, there's more moments to just really stand with a microphone in a classic Taylor Swift, like, Looking at it now. You just have more time to do that. <laughs> so, yeah, let's start with looking at it now. It all seems so simple. We were lying on your couch. I remember. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, right away she's painting the, the picture. Uh, she's letting you know, hey, I'm reflecting. Like, this is reflection time. Yeah. This is in the past. Another song where she's like right away letting you know, looking at it now. It all seems so simple. Like, this is in the past that I'm remembering from now on. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, I, you can also see the way that she says she's singing about this, like, so simple, like, lying on the couch is such a normal relationshipy thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. And yet she's about to describe the ways in which it didn't feel normal or it, it was almost, like, too good to be true, if you will. The, these lyrics remind me of Maroon, which oh, yeah. we also pinned to be about Harry Styles. Um, when in the first verse of Maroon, 
you know. Um, how's that song go? Uh, uh, All I have is out of the woods. On the floor, any way you say, yeah, 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 and then like uh, lying with your lying on my feet in your lap. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, which is just just like just like a very sort of like simple thing to do in a relationship like they're just like two simple normal people hanging out together she's remembering yeah at what point do we mention the song question by the way which which samples this line i remember the song question off of her midnight's album samples Uh that now maybe we'll save that conversation for when we inevitably do that song question but it's just something to be thinking about yeah well i'm gonna need some time to think about question (laughs) yes yes i have some questions about question but that line i remember is something that she says a lot we get it in all too well we get it in other songs that are not coming (laughs) off the door just believe her people yes She remembers a lot of she things. She remembers well, a lot. And and this whole album is sort of like a concept on, and so is Midnight's, is like remembering things from the past and how those memories are like giving her anxiety maybe. Or they're yeah. like really happy memories and she wants to sing about it. Um, yeah. Now. Uh, the next line, you took a Polaroid of us and then discovered the rest of the world was in black and white, but we were in Drink Sam. Screaming color. Screaming color. That, that's um, like my that's my favorite line because you can just picture the feeling of being in color compared to the rest of like I was picturing like Pleasantville that movie, mm-hmm. um, or The Giver the book The Giver when like they don't see in colors like the colors do not exist in the world they live in until this boy has a gift and he can like see what colors are for the first time like he lives in a muted world and and the picture like how exciting and thrilling that would be or even if you're just colorblind and you get those glasses which allow you to see colors for the first time we've seen those internet videos of people putting on those glasses who are colorblind and they're just like sobbing at the beauty of it and it's like so emotionally overwhelming that's the energy that this line is giving off where she's like we are the vibrancy that that like it's like the rest of the world is just muted compared to you and I and that really allows us to see how special and important and and like lively and rich she felt in this relationship with him however she didn't use like stunning color or gorgeous color she used the word screaming yeah and screaming color is almost like too much Mm-hmm. It's like screaming in your face. It's too much to handle. Yeah. And that's what it felt like. And I think that's what's so interesting that she used that word, which leads us right into the chorus. Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods? Did you need me to repeat that that many times? Because I did. Are we in the clear yet? Are we in the clear yet? Are we in the clear yet? In the clear yet? In the clear yet. Good. So this is the criticism that the song receives often 
is it is so repetitive because like the lyric the the chorus is only these two lines they're just repeated and i was sort of a part of that criticism train for a while like this song was a single so i i heard this song like on the radio when um you know when when 1989 was being released and i remember thinking oh. <laughs> that was unintentional i don't know if it just like freshened my mind but yeah, my, my point I love it is when that happens. i do remember thinking that this song is like it's not hitting with me because it's just like kind of redundant but that i i guess that's the whole point taylor yes. is like no that's that's why because you're like needing to repeat this to yourself and it's and it's giving anxiety and it's stressful and you just need to like repeat and like convince yourself like are we out of the woods yet are we out of the woods yet are we out of the woods yet are we out of the woods are we in the clear yet like you, yeah. you need that repetition well, to convey well, we talk about we talk about ways that she repeats herself yeah oh yeah in a way of like understanding something better yeah this is different because this doesn't like the the ways that she repeats this. She says the same thing in the same beat over and over again, and it's like it's not clicking. It's like she's not reflecting. In that immediate moment, she remembers thinking this. She remembers thinking, "Are we out of the woods yet?" Are we out? Like you can like see her like looking side to side. Like we're what's yeah. What, are we are we in the clear light? Are we are, are we are we are we? And so. Like, you can feel that. And mm-hmm. even, like, out of the woods, in the clear, that gives, like, that I know places vibe yes. of, like, yes, yes. run. Wait, run! Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, you can see. You can see, like, two lovers just, like, running from the fear of this relationship crashing down upon them. And, like, are we going to avoid that media? Like, can we avoid that scandal? Like, is is are yeah. we going to get over that hurdle? And is, like, once we get past that, it's going to be okay, right? But it's it's screaming at them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's screaming color. So, and the music video does a really good, like, visual, uh, like, um, interpretation of that where she's yeah. running in, like, a beautiful dress, but she's running through these, like, thick woods and these, like, wolves are chasing her and it's, like, icy and frozen and snowy and muddy and chaotic and thick and she's just like running she's running and everything is behind her trying to chase her and attack her and she's just running and running and running and running and that's definitely the imagery that these like repetitive lines are giving off it's like keep going keep going keep going keep going it's like a constant chase so and, and that is the chorus is it the most simple chorus we have of i mean simple in its in its lines like, I know that there's, like, deeper meaning to it, so it's, but, like, is this, I think, probably the easiest lyrical chorus breakdown we can do for any Taylor yeah. Swift song? Yeah. Unless, like... But there's some yeah. there's some choruses that are, like, oh, wait, is that the chorus? Is it just that line that's yeah. the chorus? Oh, that's like, there's true. some weird songs like that. Mm-hmm. But for this length of an actual chorus... I guess Welcome to New York is actually probably the most (laughs) simple We haven't done that one yet. So when we get to that, we're really downgrade. (laughs) Um, All right. So back into another verse. We start off again. Another, like the way that she twists. This is where it gets really good for me. This is where it gets really, really interesting. Okay. So she starts off the same way she started off the first verse, looking at it now. 
So, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. She's in the future, looking back on it. Looking at it now, last December, we were built to fall apart, then fall back together. That is the line in this song that immediately connects me to style. When we go crashing down, we come back every time, where it's just like, Going around and around, we're falling apart, we're coming back together, falling apart, coming back together. That was their relationship, and she sung about this. But what is it that she's like really trying to talk about? Looking at it now, last December, we were built to fall apart and fall back together. Is that just like the time that she's reflecting on when it was things were getting like messy between them? I think so. I think the way in which she describes we were built to fall apart, meaning like the 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 ways in which we are both two famous people in the music industry like this is meant to fall apart in yeah. a way yeah and also like they're gonna keep pushing us back together right like like i, I as much as they want to be together it's almost like i feel like the media will also want to put them back together no matter what they do and mm-hmm. no matter how they escape someone's going to be talking about them as a relationship i guess right now like a soups. Sorry. Let's move on. This this next part of the verse has some great imagery. I feel like you need to talk mm-hmm. about this because this is your cocktails moment yep. right now. Yeah. So necklace hanging from my neck. Harry Styles gave Taylor Swift a silver necklace chain of a paper airplane that he has one and he gave her one. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like so necklace hanging from my neck is like hinting at this and then she'll go into paper airplanes flying later like connecting the two together but um it like she's talked about this like concept of in a relationship and wearing a necklace like um call it what you want where she says i want to wear his initial on a chain around my neck chain around my neck yeah (laughs) i love this next part move the furniture so we could stand so we could dance like we stood a chance because first of all that's such a sweet moment yeah an amazing little memory that she like very specific memory gosh i love the specificity in her songs but here's my thought is like we moved the furniture so we could dance like we stood a chance did they know that they didn't stand a chance in that moment like are they like getting up and dancing knowing like this could be the last time or is she reflecting back saying like it was like, you know, we were didn't we were doing yeah. it like we knew we had a chance, even though I know now we didn't. So I think it's the latter because that's this whole song is she is reflecting and in the moment it felt like they were in color and the world was black and white. Like there were these like really rich feelings in the moment where, you know but I, I think also like that's maybe they were very aware, um, because that's why they ultimately probably broke up is because they were just gonna like fall apart and be tormented by pop culture media. Um, but in this moment, it's sort of like the dance around the kitchen and the refrigerator light. Like, it, it's like dances if no one's watching. I know, which is such a cliche, but that's <laughs> sort of how th- I think she was feeling. Yeah. But not looking at it now, it's she's like, oh man, it was like we stood a chance, but. I, I know we, we there was never any chance for us. Well, um, yeah. and the next line just ties all of that to, together. Two air, paper airplanes flying, flying, flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is important. 
the two paper airplanes connects to the necklace. Like, we're the two airplanes. We each have our own paper airplanes. But more specifically, paper airplanes are not built to be strong. They are built for fun. To fall apart. To put on a cocktail and then (laughs) fly it. Yeah. And then they fall apart. And it was like, but but in the moment. They they crash down. Yeah, they're flying before. It's like flying till the bone crush oh god another connection yes right yes. yeah but like that's what i think it felt like to her like we're flying 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 i know we're gonna fall apart i know we don't have a chance but right now in this moment we can move the furniture and we can dance and that's the part that she remembers and she wants that's the part that she wants to remember and do you know that feeling of when you make a paper airplane, especially if you're going to, like, have a contest to see who can throw theirs the farthest, when you finally throw your paper airplane and it's soaring, there's, like, a yeah. feeling of hope that you have. And, like, yeah. you don't know where it's going to end up, if it's going to go crashing down right away, or if it's going to soar. There's there's just no hope, but you're going to throw it. Or there, there is hope. There's just no knowing. You're just going to throw it and, like, live for the thrill of it all until it inevitably comes crashing down because no paper airplane has ever soared for so long. And then you have to, like, go to your next period. and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're definitely in Mrs. Bita's fourth grade classroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So do we get another chorus or do we go right into the bridge? We do. We We're can... back into the anxiety of the chorus, repeating are we anxiety. out of the woods and repeating are we in the clear yet. Okay, same thing. Then, then we get to the bridge, which I might argue rivals Cruel Summer. Like, like yes, out of the woods bridge walked so Cruel Summer could run, right? Like, as the saying, <laughs> or so Cruel Summer could fly or get mm-hmm. drunk in the back of the car. I don't know, something like that. This is a it's good great. One. The bridge is like so fast and stream of consciousness like word vomit i know you don't like saying that but i said it for you um <laughs> thank you that's why there's like a trend where are you even a swifty if you don't if you can't sing this this bridge because it's like it's a very fast one you have to like really mm-hmm. keep up sort of like death by a thousand cuts mm-hmm. um, which i don't know yet <laughs> we'll work I'll on get that there i'll work on that um, but yeah, there's a lot of information and it just comes at you so fast. How do we want to break this down? Well, I think essentially we just tell like what the story is. The, the sure. story is, remember when we hit the brakes too soon, 20 stitches in the hospital room is, is re- referring to the story of the snowmobile accident that you mentioned before that I think happened sometime in December or New Year's Day or New Year's mm-hmm. or sometime in that where apparently they had a snowmobile accident they were together snowmobile accident they ended up in the hospital he got 20 stitches they convinced the hospital staff to keep it a secret Mm. so no one knew that this event happened which is interesting that she's like let me tell you about this story like now now i get to tell you the story that you didn't know about i remember that moment yeah yeah and also, it's like when you go. Th- what's interesting is it's going to lead into this realization that she has, which I think when you go through something traumatic together with somebody, like you see things differently. And I think that is her hinting that, like that moment, the way that they went through that together, might have been the catalyst for them to realize, like, 
maybe we've reached the end of this relationship. Oh, yeah. Um, so after, like, she says, you know, 20 stitches in the hospital room, you started crying, baby, I did too, which is so sweet. Um, but when the sun came up, I was looking at you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's her saying, like, I saw you differently. And not like, oh, now you have stitches that I don't want to be with you. <laughs> or like so ugly with that Band-Aid <laughs> on your chin. I, I, th- I, I think that up. was... <laughs> ah, so I think that was just her, like... I, I see, like, I see I really, really care about you. And that's why I want this to work. And also I see, because the next line is, remember when we couldn't take the heat? I came, I walked out and said, I'll set you free. And I think that's interesting that this was a moment when she was taking ownership As if she was like, I'm holding on too tight to you. I've been so anxious and like, are we out of the woods? Are we out of the woods? Are we out of the woods yet? And I've been holding you back, essentially. And like, I think she was taking ownership of that. Yeah. Um, That's a strong moment for anybody to come to terms with. Right. And, And I wondered if she was wondering like, I mean, this reminds me a little bit of peace, but like, was she was she the reason he was getting all the attention? Like, I, I don't I don't remember the time. This I don't I wasn't paying attention to the two of them, but like, you know, if he wasn't, was she thinking like, if you're not with me, you'll have a better life? Yeah. And, um, but then that's so she's the hero. Me. She's painting herself out to be the hero, but perhaps that's exactly what happened here. Is she? Yeah, admitted that it was too much. She was holding on too tightly of a grip, and she cared about him, and it was just, like, too chaotic. I mean, the accident, like, the hiding of it, front, like, she probably was just like, this is just this is just too much heat, can't take it. Um, but then the monsters which we think of as like the media turned out to be just trees that's like it was all I, in their minds yeah Maybe. i mean it it's probably not but like in her like her realizing when the she said next when the sun came up you were looking at me mm-hmm. and she repeated this so here's a moment where she repeats something she repeats it slower and I feel like this might be where she realized that he saw her for who she was. Like, in a sense, it was okay if she could never give her him peace. <laughs> yeah, I never connected that to peace, but it is sort of like that. It's, but uh, I think that that was, like, he, I, I imagine he was looking at her and just saying, like, like she felt like that was a good memory. Like, it was almost like he... He was looking at her like, I care about you. And they could care about each other. Mm -hmm. And then they could let each other go. Like, it was like, it was like enough to, like, we did it and we're safe and we're okay. And now we can let each other go, not in a, like, this relationship came crashing down, but in a set you free, like, release you. Do you think... Harry and Taylor still love each other. 
Yes. Like now. Yes. <laughs> you didn't hesitate with that one no. at all. I, I think it's so interesting the way in which she writes about him versus anything else. What songs of his do we have that are about her, uh, allegedly? I don't know much of his discography. Uh, Maybe keep driving, I, but... um. No, I don't even think that is. But Watermelon um, Sugar? Ooh. <laughs> no, there's some, like, past stuff, like One Direction stuff. Like, I don't I, – um, I, I think it. I think you have to go back further. Um, okay. I think maybe OG album or his, his first – not Harry's House. Yeah, like, not, he's probably done singing about Taylor Swift now that it's been almost 10 years. Or that it's yeah. – oh, it's been over 10 years, I suppose. Yeah, I feel like there's some songs, and I've quote. I think I quoted it in Maroon, even like there were some yeah. connections in Maroon. So I can't think of them right now because I don't know some of his earlier stuff very well. But mm-hmm. that hinted at some of those responses to that. There's one about in the hallway or something. I think is what. I yeah, I remember you talking about that. Um, I. Yeah. yeah. I do. I I do because I think she writes so fondly of it and, and I think in a sense of like she's so grateful for that relationship because it allowed her to learn a lot about herself it allowed her to find herself mm-hmm. ending their relationship was probably a an act of strength for both of them that you inevitably learn how to be strong through something even if you have to say no to something that you want if you know it's not the right thing ending that can be so hard and that would just be like completely enriching to have gone through that even if it's heartbreak you feel so strong having done so so that would just like ultimately be a huge act of strength and resilience and growth for taylor swift which and what yeah and what i notice next in this song is that out of the woods yet are we out of the woods yet is repeating again the chorus is repeating it yeah but it's, it's like starting from like a soft it's, point it's yeah. quieter it's mm-hmm. in the background it's starting to retreat away from her chaotic anxiety and then she shouts oh i remember and i feel like that moment it's like this is the part that she remembers. Like, this is the part that she holds on to. This is the part where she is, like, realizing that, like, this relationship was good. It was important. I needed it. And she talks about that. That, like, there are relationships that are fragile and chaotic and messy, but that doesn't mean that they weren't good. And that doesn't mean that there isn't a good thing that we can remember and take from that moment in time. And by shouting, oh, I remember, she's saying, like, that's right. Like, it wasn't all anxiety and terrifying fear. There was good, sweet moments where I looked up and you were looking at me and I was looking at you. Yeah, yeah. And then she ends the whole song with a very confident, good. Yes. And and it's almost like that's the period at the end of the story like it was good oh man it was good wasn't it it really was that was it yeah wow this this song um 
the the swiggies that have reached out to us thank you by the way for reaching out to us since we've started this podcast and sending us your requests for songs that you want us to do i have received requests for us to do out of the woods um for quite a while now and there's requests to do many other songs too and i cannot wait to get to those songs but this has been the most requested song from from our our followers on tiktok and on instagram and friends of ours and uh i'm just like it's excited that we can finally work through a song therapeutic and and otherwise that just means a lot to so many people and didn't taylor swift say this was like her favorite song off 1989 at one point yeah i feel like she thinks Oh, we joked about this last episode that 1989 might be her favorite album. I, I I think when it was released, she was probably like, this is my favorite album I've ever done. But um, who knows? I don't know what she thinks her favorite album is now. But I just know that she's fond of this song. She's fond of this album. She's fond of this era. She's fond of this relationship, whether it was good or it was bad. And we love her for that. And that, that, was, that was fun. So, Sam, I think this means that we are officially out of the woods now we have left folklore era we have left the actual woods of Mm. Mm -hmm. colorado and the woods metaphorical figurative woods of this 1980 song track but that doesn't mean you're in the clear yet because i need you to tell me where we're going next on this podcast journey right on okay i don't i don't know if you're gonna see where i'm going with this but um this is fun because I literally have no idea. Yeah. I've been thinking about this song that I want to do on an episode with you ever since my era's tour. So we are going to go okay. back into debut album <gasps> and we are going to do Picture to Burn. Picture to Burn. Yes. I thought that'd be really fun for Excellent. us and for all of the OG Swifties out there. We're going to go back to a very original old track. And uh, this is great. we'll have so much fun this with that so one. This is so great. So. I cannot wait. That's a super fun song. Yes. Picture to burn. Yes. We're, we're, we're out of the woods and we're burning our pictures. So. <laughs> no forest fires, Here people. We. No. All right. Well, Swiggies, the end of our podcast means we are setting you free, but we hope you will... Fall back together with us over on our social media platforms. So be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Swift and Swigs Podcast, where we post lots of fun content from our discussion today and all of the cocktails that we make as well. I'm still, I never really did this on our on our last episode, but I still really want to include a montage of everyone's Iris Tour experience. So if you've attended the Iris Tour, we want to hear from you. You can follow the link in our show notes in order to leave us a quick little voice memo so that we can include that in a future episode uh, about your Iris Tour experience. We can't wait to hear from all of you guys on the internet or in person or otherwise. That'll be a great thing to have in the in between of the Eras Tour. Like, mm-hmm. Just reminisce. Yeah, we have a couple of months until the next Eras Tour performance. So in the meantime, we will uh, we will try to include all of those fun moments from everyone's experiences. So, yeah. Can't wait. All right. 
The rest of the world is in black and white, uh, but this podcast is in screaming color, Sam. Woohoo! But my screaming color is gone. How about yours? I'm, I'm like, I've been a slow supper because it's so spicy. So usually I, I'm finished with my cocktail by the time we get into the musical mixology of it, but not this time. Remember when you couldn't take the heat? Couldn't take the heat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, All right. thanks for sending me free, Rach. Absolutely. Hey, will you get a paper airplane co- uh, tattoo with me? Wouldn't that be fun? You can have matching paper airplane tattoos. Sure. Okay. That that requires a little bit more thought than sure, but that would be <laughs> that would be very much fun. All right. Cheers, Sam. All right. Cheers, Rach. See you next time. See ya.